You are listening to The Shredcast. No tendies, baby. Yeah. It's the health code for snowboarders. Let's send it. All right, welcome back to The Shredcast, everyone. Today I have a really special guest. I have Alyssa here. She is a physical therapist. She's dedicated her practice to helping people recover from neurologic injuries like brain injuries and spinal cord injuries. And during the course of her career, she felt like there was a missing piece from the traditional rehabilitation process. She began to dive into the impacts of more holistic care of the rehabilitation process for her patients and to incorporate yoga, mindfulness, meditation, breath work, all of that kind of holistic practice into physical therapy, which is actually a bit unconventional. Um, So then she started where the mind grows which is her business just really diving into all of these principles and super stoked to have her on here because a big part of what she has built was actually based on snowboarding so I think a lot of you guys will get a lot of value from this so welcome Lissa thank you for coming on the Shredcast. Yeah thank you so much for having me. Of course so like I said um you kind of started this whole thing with snowboarding, but I kind of want to dive back farther and start just like, how did you get into physical therapy and how did that kind of go into your decision to go to like, take like a neurologic, neurological injury recovery path and go into more of the holistic health? Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess I'm one of the odd people who knew what they wanted to do, like, while I was in high school. So I was captain of the cheer team, which is weird to think about now. Um, And I experienced a couple injuries um, during that time. Um, So it really kind of made me intrigued about the process of rehabilitation and getting back to activities that you love um, from a pretty young age. Uh, Mm -hmm. I had back injuries, knee injuries, you name it. People fell on my head like yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I became interested in that whole process. Um, I really originally thought that I was going to go into more of that kind of sports rehab, like orthopedic realm. And then during my undergrad degree, um, I took some extra, just like elective coursework, thinking, oh, I'm just going to boost my GPA for PT school applications, like had no idea how much these things would impact um, my career path. But the classes I took, I took neuroanatomy and neurophysiology. And I started Mm -hmm. learning about just the capacity for the brain um, to heal and recover after whether it's traumatic or non-traumatic events. And I just absolutely fell in love. And so one of the books that I first read that really captured my attention was The Brain That Changes Itself. So if you ever want to read a book that's absolutely fascinating about the body's ability to kind of heal itself and recover from like absolutely ridiculous things, um, Mm -hmm. The Brain That Changes Itself is really what sparked my interest in um, neuro rehab. So blah, blah, blah years later, I get into PT school knowing, okay, I want to do neuro. This is like what I want to do. I had a little bit of experience like shadowing in the hospital um, and working as an aide um, in the acute rehab setting where I got to kind of start gaining some experience interacting with people with brain injuries and spinal cord injuries and strokes. Um, 
so that just further kind of dug in like okay I read about it now I'm meeting these people and yes this is what I want to do mm-hmm. um and then while I was in PT school um in my neuro coursework we did a lot of like watching documentaries um just because there's only so much you can learn from a textbook so they incorporated a lot of movies and things um and one of the movies that we watched or the documentaries that we watched was the crash reel um which is the story of kevin pierce and his um recovery journey and i later found out that he and his brother had founded love your brain which was absolutely mind-blowing to me um, to see because I have practiced yoga like on and off since high school. Like I've always been dabbling myself personally. Mm -hmm. Um, So then finding out that there's this world where my passion with yoga collides with my passion with neuro recovery. was super exciting as a student. And I was like, okay, one day I'm going to do all of this. Um, so it kind of piqued the interest, but then as I started practicing, I was so overwhelmed with just how to be a PT because it's a crazy world out there. Um, and it took me a little bit to really dive into, okay, this, this is missing. Like there is a place for it because obviously as you go through any traumatic event in life, like our, our brains are just kind of uprooted and all of these pieces of like mindfulness and meditation and a yoga practice really do help to bring that sense of calm and relaxation, um, Mm -hmm. to people's lives during that process. Um, and it's not often something that's really thought of as like an integral part of the rehab process. So yeah do you kind of want to dive into that like obviously you knew from an early stage that you were interested in like neuro recovery but was it not until you got into like your PT rotations that you realized that it like is not really talked about and is definitely a missing piece yeah so it it wasn't until well that was my second year of PT school that I knew that there was even some amount of kind of overlap um and then I did one of my rotations at like one of the top brain injury hospitals in the country and was pretty surprised that it wasn't something that was talked about. Like I did my in-service presentation um, Mm -hmm. on like love your brain and the research that they're doing. Um, And at this like top tier hospital, no one really knew about it or talked about it or incorporated it into their plans. Um, I've been very grateful that the current hospital, um, that I work with, they, as I did my training, um, in becoming like trained in adaptive yoga, um, specifically for people with brain injuries, um, I've been able to incorporate that into my practice, um, in the hospital. And then obviously now I have, um, where the mind grows as well. Um, cause I just didn't feel like it was enough. Um, and it does still kind of get put on the back burner. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, everything else kind of comes first. And then it's like, if you have time or we have enough staffing, you can do your yoga stuff. Um, and I'm like, but like the yoga is so important, um, Mm -hmm. and like really brings a lot of benefit to people that 
Mm -hmm. should not be put on the back burner. I guess kind of diving into that a little bit more, obviously when a lot of people think of yoga, when I think of yoga, I'm thinking like yoga flows, like more of like a workout or like hot yoga or something like that. And from the little that I know, mindfulness yoga is completely different or at least not exactly the same. So do you kind of want to dive into what is like holistic yoga and how is that different from probably what people are thinking of right now? Yeah. Um, So your traditional like Western yoga is very honestly ableist and not easily accessible for kind of your, even just like a standard not very fit person, right? Um, it's hard. So a lot, a lot of people are very intimidated um, about the concept of even going to yoga. They're like, "I'm not flexible enough. Like, I can't do all. I can't do a headstand or a handstand." And I'm like, "But that's that's not it. Like, there's so much more to it than that." Um, <laughs> so, and like, I used to kind of feel the same way. Like, my practice really started with a very like you know, heated yoga, very dynamic and intense yoga flows, doing the handstands, all that stuff. Um, And it wasn't until I got like some injuries myself that I really started to tune into like, oh, it's okay to like step back from that. And like, there was a point in time where like, I really couldn't do any of a physical practice. as far as like going to a, a typical like class in a yoga studio here. Um, so I started diving a lot more into like breath work and meditation. Um, and like when you dive deeper into like the study of yoga, there's so many different styles. Um, and truly at the root, it's less meant to be about the postures or the asanas that you're doing um -hmm. it really is supposed to be kind of blending mind body and spirit um Mm -hmm. so tuning into your body taking control of your breath focusing your attention um like in a meditative way um a lot of it's supposed to be like connecting your breath with your movement um and it doesn't have to be this crazy intense movement pattern or posture like you can really adapt um, or find variations of anything to meet whatever physical level um, you Mm -hmm. may be at Um, so like I started playing with my own body of like okay my foot's injured what do I need to do to modify um, to make it so I can go through a practice with a foot injury like how do I do that? Um, back injury, same thing, like working in neuro rehab. Um, the reality is it's very heavy lifting a lot of the time because people are learning how to sit and stand and walk again. So it's very intense, um, physical work. So like I have had back injuries as a PT as well. Um, so experiencing those injuries myself has allowed me to kind of dive further into the other aspects um, because also when you're hurt, your mental health kind of takes a decreases dump a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so like the, these practices have helped me as a professional as well to be able to maintain, um, 
like my sanity and self-worth and like staying calm when I'm extremely stressed about the fact of like I'm injured like can I even do my job right yeah so Um, is it a lot more of just that mind-to-body connection and a lot less of like the exercise of yoga yeah um it kind of depends on the person um Mm -hmm. but yeah I will do entire classes that are like no physical movement um, mm-hmm. And it's a lot more like very specific breath work or we get in a comfortable position. Um, and it's just like more bringing attention to different areas of the body, um, like more progressive relaxation, which is a, a portion of a style of yoga called yoga nidra, which is basically like yoga napping. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Savasana, that's my favorite pose. Yeah, so it's a whole <laughs> class that's basically Savasana. Um, it's amazing. Like, definitely do it before bed <laughs> you're not going to up and do anything else after um but so there's everything from literally like you don't move your body once you're down like you are just guided through bringing your attention throughout your body in like this deep relaxation state um but there's also other people I work with who still move fairly well um and a lot of it is really focusing on kind of that attention and tuning into the body to know what does my body need right now? Am I moving safely? Am I moving mindfully? Um, because a lot of people um, with brain injuries, you may move pretty well, but you're still struggling with difficulties with concentration and attention, maybe dizziness um, yeah. or like impulsivity, moving too quickly, not thinking about what mm-hmm. you're doing. So the practice of yoga and meditation Um, and breath work like all of these pieces together all address a lot of the issues that people really struggle with after any type of like damage to the brain Mm -hmm. so do you kind of want to dive deeper into like how this benefits injury and like the recovery process of like a neurological injury like I know you kind of touched on it a little bit but um like based on your clients and like things with Kevin Pierce and different things like that like how has like breath work and like this style of yoga actually improved like neurological conditions and injuries yeah yeah so from a physical standpoint like obviously doing exercise yoga is exercise of sorts right yeah um so there are the benefits from the physical perspective of building back strength, working on your balance, um, working on flexibility. Um, A lot of the times after a brain injury, someone might have um, what's called spasticity. So you can get like pretty severe tightness um, in the muscles. So it can help um, kind of lengthen out muscles in a mindful way that feels safe to the body. Um, Balance is a huge piece um, Mm -hmm. because you know, balance can be so impaired and a lot of yoga truly is as you get kind of more progressed into standing and maybe some single leg balance poses um, can make a huge impact on your balance in like daily life, right? Yeah. Because obviously to get out, there's all sorts of different surfaces that we have to navigate. Um, yeah. Getting out in the I community. I think just the, like the daily life of people 
like unless you're doing sports you forget the importance of balance until you try Mm -hmm. to do something that requires balance or any sort of like body awareness yeah and I feel like so many people struggle with that or at least a lot of my clients are like this I have no balance like I can barely even stand on one leg (laughs) yeah well and that's so funny too because um we'll we'll chat more about this later but my boyfriend just taught me to snowboard this year um Mm -hmm. and let me tell you I was terrified of falling but (laughs) he was like you picked up on like balancing on the board so fast and I was like yeah I mean I've been doing yoga for 10 years I don't know like yeah like the body awareness and like being in tune with how to move um is really big um yeah so from a personal perspective that's made a big difference for me in trying new things um Mm -hmm. but yeah so the I went on a tangent the the balance (laughs) um good strengthening in general like any other exercise we're building strength in a yoga practice um the thing that is more unique to yoga I would say is um after any type of brain injury, there can be kind of this dysregulation of the nervous system. So the brain's ability to maintain like a relaxed state um, ever, much less like when you're actually in a stressful environment um, is definitely affected. So a lot of people with brain injuries get very easily overstimulated. kind of no matter the severity of the brain injury, this could be like a mild concussion versus like a very severe traumatic brain injury. Um, Mm -hmm. Like it's very, very common to experience that overstimulation um, in any environments um, like that sensitivity to light, um, loud noises, um, any like visual changes, just like visual stimulus is too much. So being able to use tools to kind of calm your system when you begin to feel overstimulated is huge, like absolutely Mm -hmm. huge because when we're overstimulated, we are not like functioning and interacting as our best selves, right? Um, And that's- 100%. I feel like that's for anyone. So many snowboarders get overstimulated just on the mountain too. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a huge thing. Like the fear response and just like anxiety in that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so like, there's really some quick tools that you can use to kind of calm your nervous system back down, um, when you mm-hmm. are feeling overstimulated and the more you're able to practice those techniques, the kind of less severe the response is, and the more in control you are of being able to kind of bring yourself back to your baseline, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, The focused attention on like connecting the mind body, um, like movement, breath, um, or focusing on like maintaining a safe environment, all of that contributes to like improved attention um, and attention as my speech therapist friends say, attention is the foundation of all of your cognitive functions. So Mm -hmm. if you improve your attention, you're going to improve your memory. You're going to improve your problem solving skills, your, um, executive functions, which is like your ability to essentially function 
with the complexities of life. Like, can I manage my medication schedule? Can I manage a schedule? Like just a regular calendar. Um, Mm -hmm. Can I go back to work? Um, Yeah. Well, and I feel like people with any sort of neuro injury of any sorts, whether it's minor or major, like those are the first to go. Mm-hmm. Like, st- mm-hmm. like being able to manage anything and like hold yourself accountab- accountable, having any sort of routine is like super difficult. Yes, definitely. Um, so yeah, being able to use these tools, um, like obviously helps in the short term, like this moment of bringing more calm and relaxation, but also has those long-term effects of improving all of these cognitive pieces too which Mm -hmm. is great because I'm not a speech therapist. So it's really cool to have like something in my toolbox that can impact all of the kind of speech and cognition factors as well, um, which is really, really cool. And I guess like one more thing to touch on before we go into more like your snowboarding journey and how you kind of like got brought into this world is have you had any like success with your clients or just the people that you've worked with in like recovering from a brain injury with like these practices? Like, do you want to talk about any like success stories that you've had and like what has occurred from incorporating these? Yeah. Um, I guess. So a lot of my experience has mostly been in the hospital since where the mangroves is still so new. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say my experience teaching um, yoga in the hospital, a lot of the times it's the first moment that people have had to really sit and reflect and like truly be present with themselves after experiencing something traumatic. And some of them have been in the hospital for like months at this point. Um, So during my sessions, they will sometimes finally be so relaxed they can just doze off. Mm -hmm. in a hospital where people don't sleep because it's loud there's stuff going on all the time um yeah so they'll come out of it and just be like oh my gosh (laughs) just like (laughs) you see this like weight off of them um and pretty much everyone is just been kind of in awe about like wow I haven't like sat with this and like actually been present with like what am I feeling after experiencing this um Mm -hmm. so that I guess is kind of my experience in the short term um where I've done most of my work with patients um but I was talking with one of my friends who um, had a brain injury a couple years ago I guess more than a couple years ago now um it's been quite a while um Mm -hmm. and you know his wife's a yoga teacher Um, so he has had kind of this ongoing practice of, um, doing yoga and doing meditation. He was semi-interested in it prior to his injury. Um, and he's, we've been chatting like as where the mind grows has gotten started and he expressed that these practices for him were the tool that helped him kind of reconnect with himself and figure out who he was after his injury um so he's been using all the resources that I've been putting out and he's like I listen to you more than my wife (laughs) (laughs) um so 
that's probably my favorite little success story. Um, so it's great because it's someone who like, I know well enough to like really dive into like, how is this working for you? And like, what do you like about it? What can we improve to make it better? And, um, yeah, that's, it's been nice to kind of hear that feedback of like, everything has been good. Um, yeah. And, like, yeah. And he's seeing improvement. Back. Yeah. Even just yeah. like the simple, like following along on the Instagram post, he's like, you're helping me get back to just developing that practice and just reminding me to prioritize that practice again. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, th I think a lot of things have to become intentional after a uh, neuro injury, like mm -hmm. things that you would never think of being intentional before. And you have to basically retrain a lot of these things, yeah. which I think is, what these yoga practices is helping you do is just bringing back that attention that you mentioned and that focus and like connecting with your brain again. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So I guess kind of pivoting a little bit, um, do you kind of want to talk about your personal journey with snowboarding and how it led to where the mind grows and all the stuff you're doing now? Yeah. Um, so Oh gosh, there's so many ways I could go with this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, snowboarding has always been, I, I never learned. I was always like a bit scared um, and didn't really live close enough to the snow or like have the money to start investing in it um, when I was younger. But it was always my favorite thing to watch in the Olympics and the X yep. Games. Um, so always nerded out on it. Um, so then when I got to watch the crash reel, um, and learn more about Kevin Dears' story. I was one terrified of brain injuries. So please wear your helmets. Um, Seriously. PSA from a physical therapist, please wear your helmets. Um, but I, yeah, just watching his recovery and like seeing him be able to get back to snowboarding, um, mm -hmm. has been a wild journey to see. Um, and then the more I dove into his story and like seeing everything he accomplished, I really learned how much of that was related to um, incorporating a yoga practice and mindfulness and meditation and yeah. the love your brain um, emphasis is really on like resiliency after brain injury, mm -hmm. which is so important um, mm -hmm. because it's not necessarily like no matter what kind of injury you have in life, like you're never going to be the person you were. I mean, every day, we're never the person that we were yesterday, right? Um, yeah. So a lot of their focus is on kind of building that connection with the person you are now. Yeah, just seeing kind of everything that they did really inspired me to realize like, oh, this is something I could do with my life. Like I can do yoga, I can do like adaptive activities. Like I can help people get back to, because I love nature in general. So like, I want to help people get back to hiking, kayaking, snowboarding, skiing, like whatever it is. Um, yeah. And it just kind of really opened my eyes to the world of like adapting things to the needs of people who have had injuries. Um, so 
yeah, it's been, I mean, I guess concussions are so prevalent in snowboarding that it's definitely mm-hmm. a need. Like I've had a few. Oh yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm fairly certain. I don't even know how many I've actually had in my life because I was the kid who would hit my head and then not tell anyone later. Um, yeah. but yeah, definitely like snowboarding's dangerous. So like, um, as fun as it is, you do have to be very mindful on the mountain, um, to make mm-hmm. sure you're keeping yourself safe. Um, so I definitely realized as I was learning to snowboard this year, like it is some of like, it's one of the most mindful activities I've ever done actually, because I had to be so in my body and present in that moment to make sure, you know, especially as I'm a newbie, just learning, but like you are, you are there and you are there. Right. Yeah. Which is the whole foundation of like what mindfulness is. It's just like a moving meditation. Right. Yeah. Um, so I've definitely been nervous about falling. Um, I did fall once my first time. So, um, you only fell once your first day. Well, I would like intentionally lower myself to the ground, but then I had one like really hard fall. <laughs> Uh, that terrified me I was like I don't want to do that again so I'm like very very cautious because I'm like I don't want to get hurt (laughs) I don't even know how many times I bodied myself like completely bodied myself especially my first day I walked away from my first day with like the gnarliest bruises over my knees you've ever seen in your life I couldn't even walk I had to like pull myself into my bed like my legs just like stopped working (laughs) (laughs) yeah well so I signed up for one of the classes, um, at North star and it was a great class. Like he did a good job, like getting the basics down, but I was trying to, what's it called when you start going down, like facing backwards, but trying to like keep break yourself yeah. like a, on your toe edge. You're trying yes. to stop on your toes. Yeah. Yeah. So I lost it and like just flipped around and landed right on my butt. And I was like, I have to work tomorrow. I have to lift <laughs> patients tomorrow. I'm gonna go now. Just put some pads on and send it. <laughs> yeah. So ever since then, I I have pads. Um. So yeah, it's it's been fun to learn, and like I I really love it. Like it's for someone who I'm just turned 32, so I started learning when I was 31. Um. Yeah. Like it's kind of a scary thing to. Oh, I'm just going to start snowboarding in my thirties. Okay. Um, but, you know, you're not alone in that. There's a lot of, it's people really fun. Yeah, yeah. It's really fun. And the balance piece is huge. So like, mm-hmm. if you want to, if you want to improve your balance on your board, do some yoga. If you want to improve your balance in general, do some snowboarding. Cause wow. Like <laughs> you, you have to tune in so much to your body. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's been well. Really I think fun. that's something to note too, because as a beginner, you're so like hyper aware of what's going on because you don't really know what's going on, and you're trying to figure it out. But I think as people pick it up, they stop that. I know at least I do. Like if I'm just like riding down the mountain, like I'm not thinking about anything. But it's so important to not lose that mindfulness. Because one, that's how injuries occur if you're not like mm-hmm. aware of what's going on. But two, if you actually want to progress and like get better in what you're doing, 
it's so important that you're in tune with like what your body can do, what your body is doing and like the movements that you need to do and whatever else. So like being able to tune in with your mind is so crucial to just snowboarding in general, whether you're a beginner or not. I just think it's forgotten as you get better. Yeah, that's so true because things do become pretty automatic. So it's easy to kind of space out and just go on autopilot. Um, yeah. But mindfulness really is about staying with yourself and yeah you're not going to get better if you're just on autopilot all the time which like sure sometimes if your goal is like I just want to go down the hill and not think about anything great you can do that you do you (laughs) yeah if you really do want to that snowboarding or anything in general in life like if you want to progress your skills like you have to be there with your body and like know what you're doing and really focus um yeah weightlifting yoga snowboarding yeah pickleball like <laughs> we hear enough about pickleball these days <laughs> the new hype for everything mm-hmm. it's so funny yeah. it is fun though I've played <laughs> I haven't played since high school I didn't even know so. it was a thing back then we played in my PE class Huh. Anyways, that's a yeah. not massive tangent, but um, I guess kind of stay. <laughs> I guess kind of staying, kind of on the same topic is um what we kind of talked about. Like you and I have both had concussions. Mine are all from snowboarding. Yours are from other things, but so many snowboarders deal with concussions, and maybe even worse if they have a really bad fall or just something unrelated. But what? what kind of things would you give snowboarders to do to rehabilitate a concussion based off of your approaches? Yeah. Um, so one thing to note, um, obviously a concussion happens and like, ideally we recover. Um, but concussions do build on each other. So anything you can do to prevent further concussions, like being mindful on the mountain, wearing your helmet, things like that. Um, making sure you're doing your exercises to make sure you're strong enough and staying safe um, on the mountain is going to be like first step in prevention. Um, There is a certain percentage of people who do um, experience what's called post-concussion syndrome. So over time, a lot of people experience kind of these persistent symptoms from their concussion. So um, whether you're someone who had a concussion and it's improving or you're someone who's dealing kind of with these long-term impacts of what maybe started off as a mild concussion but has really stuck with you, um, being able to take rest but not rest too much Um, because we need to find that appropriate balance of challenging your brain to recover and making it engage in life again. Um, Mm -hmm. But also making sure you take those steps back to allow yourself to kind of recoup. Um, So Mm -hmm. it's kind of more of like that graded exposure back to activity um, where you're slowly building your tolerance back to activity. Um, I actually just did a class with um, some people today who 
have um, post-concussion syndrome. And, you know, one of them was saying she was listening so much to what I was saying that she started getting a headache. And I was like, there's your permission to rest, right? Yeah. Like you do not need to tune into every word that I am saying for so long that you're giving yourself a 10 out of 10 headache, right? Like yeah. take those moments to remove yourself um, so that you can then come back um, in a better state, right? Or mm -hmm. a less a less painful state, a less overstimulated state, like whatever the issue is for someone, hers is headaches. Mm -hmm. Another person might just be kind of that anxiety. Another person might be um, just like cognitive fatigue. Um, mm -hmm. But simple meditations, anywhere from one minute to 10 minutes, mm -hmm. even more. I've done hour long meditations before. Um, yeah will definitely build on that capacity to kind of facilitate your recovery after being overstimulated or kind of taking it to your limit or a little bit too far. That is a great tool to bring you back to your baseline. Um, same with breath work um, specifically. There's different types of breath works. So some are gonna focus on more energizing breath and some of them are gonna focus on more of like a relaxing breath. Um, so depending on what you need in the moment, like I'm fatigued, but like I need a boost of energy to get myself through like this next thing that I have. Um, so you could do kind of more of a faster paced breath um, to kind of ramp up your energy levels. I wouldn't recommend that as much um, because a lot of times it's usually people are just doing too much and need to maybe de-stimulate or I don't know if de-stimulate's even a word, but <laughs> you get the concept. Uh, yeah. But um, a lot of the breathing techniques are focused on kind of slowing the breath and developing that mindful control of the breath so that you mm -hmm. can reduce your heart rate, um, probably reduce blood pressure. If your blood pressure is high, um, it helps with headaches. Like after we, that same, um, person today after we did the lecture and then we started doing breath work and meditation she said her headache came back down to a three out of ten uh, oh. just from five minutes of doing some meditation and breath work gotcha um, so, so I guess a tip for people how would you recommend like learning how to meditate because I know for me like I'm a very overstimulated person just naturally and if I try to do that, I just, I think about 10 million things. Like I can't like stop thinking and like meditate. Yeah. Like I've never had success with that. Yeah. Um, I would say that is okay. Um, and to be gentle on yourself and rather than trying to kind of clear your mind of all thoughts, um, a style that might work better for you is um, like a focusing on your breath. So rather than I'm not clearing out all my thoughts, I'm just bringing my attention to I'm breathing in and I'm breathing out and I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out. And then my brain's going to float away to the sound that I just heard outside or the cats meowing for food or mm -hmm. something like that. Okay. Well that happened. I'm going to come back to my breath now and breathe in. Mm -hmm. And breathe out and you're not like judging yourself for yeah. the fact that your attention wandered because 
we are humans and our attention wanders. Um, yeah. There's so much stimulus in this world around us that like, it, it's going to wander. Um, and, and so that like breathing technique and like just letting your brain kind of think about one thing helps it heal. Like, so that's what's going to help with your concussions or how does that kind of connect back? It builds your kind of capacity to attend. So the more you practice that, okay, my attention wandered, I'm going to come back now. So Mm -hmm. you're learning to recognize that you're not here anymore, right? That you need to come back. Um, You're learning to build your endurance in keeping your attention on something, right? Um, So from the cognitive perspective, that's a great question. That's that's what's happening there. So you're basically working your brain muscle to pay attention, mm-hmm. lose it, recognize it, come back, um, mm-hmm. and then stay there a little bit longer. So it's that endurance, it's that exercise for the brain. Um, gotcha. It all comes down to the attention that you're trying to build back. Yeah. So especially for a lot of people who are starting, I would recommend beginning with like guided meditations. So finding um, I have like an app. Yeah. An app. Um, like I have some meditations on my YouTube channel, um, things like that. Um, they can be really short as little as like 30 seconds to a minute just to kind of recenter. I'll do that like in between clients, um, mm-hmm. because you know, you bounce from person to person and it's like, I need a break. Right. Um, yeah. So you can do it super quick. Um, Or you can do those longer meditations to like really build on your skill of paying attention um, and working on that attentiveness and mindfulness. Uh, But yeah, guided meditations are very helpful because while you're still working on realizing that you've lost your attention, the guide will then bring you back Mm -hmm. um, once you're gone. And a a lot of guided meditations will be like, if your brain has wandered, it's okay. (laughs) Come back to your breath now or whatever the focus is. Um, Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of being gentle on yourself, self-compassion and knowing like there's no wrong way to meditate. And it truly is a practice that will never be perfect. Um, Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of people are like, I can't meditate. Well, you can. It's just hard. (laughs) Yeah. Which I guess proves that it's doing something like I think a lot of people hear the word meditate and they're like okay you're a hippie like get off it yeah (laughs) no it's so true it's so true like no I don't need to go like sit on a rock for I mean there are like people go to like 10 plus day silent meditation retreats where you just literally sit in meditation all day so like that's a thing crazy but also like (laughs) I have two palm trees in my backyard that like I can stare at right now and just be like, wow, those are beautiful blowing in the wind. Right. And I can just sit there and stare at the trees for 30 seconds. And like, that's meditation too. Like, yeah, just kind of bringing that gentle awareness and appreciation and all of Mm -hmm. that into your daily life. Um, I'll listen to the leaves crunching as I'm walking, like, really anything can be turned into meditation. Yeah. I think the biggest like thing for people to pull from this, especially if like they're dealing with 
concussions or any other brain injury or they want to prevent one or whatever it may be is just the fact that your brain will heal on its own for the most part and it comes down to being mindful of your body and your mind and all the things that it can do and just finding what works for you but I think a big approach to that is the holistic health and I think many people take that for granted even if it's not a brain injury even if it's not yoga or meditation just like looking at a holistic way of healing yourself before turning to medication for some things obviously like other things are a whole other story but I mean I think it's always worth looking at that approach regardless because you can usually do both types of healing simultaneously and so Mm -hmm. you're never really hurting by trying something like that yeah and I would say like a lot of the best programs that I've seen or like the best recovery that I've seen because not every program has all the pieces but like there are programs out there where you're getting physical therapy and occupational therapy alongside yoga um, yeah. and potentially like working with a psychologist or a neuropsychologist like yeah um, getting really that integrated care um, and addressing from multiple angles is key um, mm-hmm. so 100 percent well, yeah, would you want to share um, some resources or references that people listening can get to, kind of like your Instagram, your website, whatever it may be, to be able to reach out to you if they have any of these issues or want to learn more? Yeah, definitely. So um, I have my Instagram page is at where.the.mind.grows. Um, <laughs> I'll link it down below. <laughs> yeah. Um, and on that page right now, I have a lot of, um, like kind of mindfulness tips, um, meditations and breath works, um, that I put out on Mondays and then Wednesday, no, not Wednesdays, Thursdays, I do kind of an adapted yoga pose, um, every week. So the goal with that is to show kind of the wide variety of ways that you can, um, adjust postures to work for where your body's at on a given day, um, a lot of the modifications and variations from a traditional posture, like I'll use on a daily basis because they just feel better in my body. And like, maybe I'm physically capable of doing this other thing, but also like this, this feels good to me right now. So really showing the options that are available. Um, I do have a YouTube channel, um, where I have a couple like longer meditations, um, and more like yoga flows. Um, mm-hmm. some seated or like focused on more specific body areas. I do have like a neck and shoulder one um, mm-hmm. right now. And there will definitely be more to come. Um, and then I'm putting out an ebook, um, fingers crossed for it to come out this week, just working out all the technology stuff. Um, as <laughs> you probably understand. Um, I'm sure it'll be out by the time that this comes out. And if it is, yeah. <laughs> I'll link it in the description here. <laughs> Um, so that is, um, kind of a guide to reconnecting with yourself after having an injury. So a lot of it's kind of the basic introduction of what we've been talking about here. Um, and then what else do I got? 
Oh, I'm going to be putting out a survey um, to kind of gather feedback on like what people are interested in. Mm -hmm. um, so some options of kind of the programs that I want to continue to develop to see what y'all want. Um, yeah, so I definitely. can make it kind of tailored to what everybody wants and needs. Um, <laughs> so yeah, perfect, perfect. Yeah, I'll have all of that linked below for everyone. So if you guys want to go check out Alyssa and where the mind grows and all of that kind of stuff. I think it's really great for injury prevention, but also if you are dealing with a concussion or you know someone who is, I think it's definitely worth a shot to try these kinds of approaches, especially if you are having like that post uh, concussion symptoms or whatever it may be to just try and tackle different things. I know for me, I deal with headaches. So I definitely want to start giving stuff like this more of a shot because um, honestly, they're probably from the millions of concussions that I've had. <laughs> There may, there may be a little bit of connection there. <laughs> I'm sure there is. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on uh, the podcast. Uh, this has been super great. So excited for everyone to listen to it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, of course.